0: Yo, 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 what's up, man? Welcome back to another episode of Football Without Hesitation. I'm your host, Oz. And first off, I want to start. Let's apologize, man. If anyone's been listening, you guys you guys know I did this podcast for about a year and a half. And then, you know, I got a bit busy, started doing other things. Still, you know, still Quakes related, still, still checking on on that team. But, you know, since then, podcasts have grown up. Everyone knows what they are. And I really enjoy the medium. I, I really, I love doing my writing, but I also love, I love talking on the mic, man. <laughs> I mean, anyone that, that knows me or has heard me before, you know, you put a mic in front of my face and I, I could just go. Um, but again, this is Football Without Hesitation. It is a, a Quakes-related podcast. Um, again, I, my name is Oz. I am the managing editor for Centerline Soccer, a, a SB Nation blog, the, the Quakes blog, Hit that up, centerlinesoccer.com. Come check out what we're doing. We, you know, we're covering this team. We're, we're we're trying to do all this cool stuff. Um, so yeah, so it, that's a little quick history. You know, if you don't know me, um, you know, again, that's the one thing you should know is I'm San Jose Earthquakes. I'm fucking San Jose Earthquake fucking diehard. I absolutely love this team. I adore everything that they do, except all the fucking losing. But I mean, that it's soccer. You know, it's soccer. A little quick history for, know we'll go further back for anyone that doesn't know who I am. Uh, I'm from a, a city in California called Salinas, heavy, heavy Mexican influence. Things like 75% Latino out of 160,000 people. And around here, man, we grew up with soccer around here. Um, just like how everyone talks about um, American sports. Kind of, you know, everyone knows, like, football in Texas and, and all that. Well, around here in Salinas, the, the sport is soccer. Yeah, you know, this, this, you know, we got a little powerhouse high schools of, uh, you know, basketball or, or, or American football. But really, the, the sport that, th- that this town revolves around is soccer. Is soccer and and part of the reason, and we'll, I don't want to get into it on this episode, but I'll definitely get into it in here and also hopefully in some of my writing. Is that coming from a city like Salinas, it it really blows my mind, you know, when people are like, "Oh, Americans don't understand soccer," or Americans are barely trying to figure it out, or you know, or 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 they don't get it. But bro, this is a fucking country of immigrants, dog. Like most people that live in this country come from a part of the world that is soccer loving, how they fucking for all of a sudden forget it, you know, like anyway, I I just think there's that voice isn't there, you know, so hopefully I can help be that voice for, for some of these neighborhoods, some of these communities that grew up, you know, around immigrants and I grew up with soccer. But like I said, I I could go on forever about that. It just, you know, I just want to kind of let you know where I'm coming from. You know, like I, it's so weird to me, people, like pick up soccer in college and, and, you know, barely get into it because other sports are turning them off. You know, baseball's fucking so damn boring, especially for for the modern era. Um, But to me, this was just a sport that we played. You know, again, Salinas has got the, the most playing fields probably are soccer fields in this city, and those things are constantly full. But anyway, we're not here to talk about Salinas soccer. We'll definitely get into that. But we're here to talk about the san jose earthquakes and that's why i wanted to bring this back man it was it's about it's about damn time that we that i get back into this and i start talking about it again i've been writing about it i've been following this team a lot i again especially the last two years once i you know well i I took over the centerline soccer job in october so i haven't been doing that for very long but before that again i I had this podcast I, i would also write for another website covering the earthquakes i just you know, just always around this team. So again, granted, if, if you're coming here f- trying to find a, a full MLS podcast, that's probably not what you're going to get from here. I definitely love the league and I, and I'm out there. I love learning about the league and how it's changing and all the cool things that are happening. But really, this is a San Jose Earthquakes Focus podcast. I'm definitely not saying, you know, you shouldn't stick around if you love soccer. I got something for you, and especially if you love the San Jose Earthquakes, or if you want to learn more about the San Jose Earthquakes, I'm here to help you, man. I'm here to do whatever I can to fucking teach you. But anyway, with that, now we got all that sappy stuff out of the way. Yeah, welcome back, anyone. Again, I, I really, true, truly apologize. I understand when it comes to podcasting, this is a new medium. And one thing that the podcasters as a community need to do is realize that as more people become dependent on us, as more people like what we're producing, we owe them to keep producing this content. It's it's completely unfair that somebody devotes their time and their effort to following what you're doing, and then you just disappear on them. So I really do apologize for the long pause if if you're desperate to hear more about me again, Centerline Soccer. I'm always posting stuff on there. And, um, yeah, and if you want to join, shoot me an email. Shoot me an email. Uh, how are you going to find my email? It's, I don't know. Slide it my – send me a DM. Send me a DM on the Centerline Soccer page on the Twitter page if you want – if you want to – if you've been wanting to get into this writing game or if you want got something to say about soccer or the local scene – hit me up, you know, hit me up if it's just if it's just, you know, a little tidbit of news or or if you want to jump on the writing gig, hit me up either way, man. Um, I want to be more open. I want people to try to get in on this. I want people to tell this this American soccer story. And we're going to, man. We're going to. But today's American soccer story is as uh, is the San Jose earthquakes, man. The, the this off season was absolutely fucking wild because they signed Matias Almeida. Okay, for for anyone not familiar, Matias Almeida is an Argentinian coach. He had most recently coached at Chivas de Guadalajara. I mean, I don't have to specify that shit. You hear Chivas, you know what the fuck we're talking about. But so he comes over. Chivas was a struggling team when they signed him in, was it five? In was it three years, he won five major trophies. So he really turned them around. It looked like he was in the running for the Mexican national team job. I mean, this, this guy, he had a, really built himself a name for himself. Next thing you know, last October, all of a sudden, the rumor is that the Quakes signed him. Now, that that's just huge just because, I mean, it's the Quakes, bro. Like, the, this, this team is not known as a big spender. It's not known as a big flashy team. So for them to go out and, and possibly, you know, spend more than they have and possibly, again, this, this is, I don't know the exact deals are um but he won't he won't cheap I'll tell you that much and and yeah he probably took a pay cut to come here but it, it still wasn't cheap but for a team known for not making big splashy moves or big signings that was that was a huge one and if you followed uh, San Jose Earthquake social media over the offseason you know that they also cared about that I mean I definitely I, I get it it's weird to me for me to, to get opinionated on that now that because I'm you know, I'm in this writing realm as well, and I don't want to, you know, call out anybody that's kind of a colleague in a sense. But damn, San Jose Earthquake, social media. You know that the team's got other players that actually take the pitch, right? Like, it's more than Almeida. All of a sudden, it's fucking Vamos San Jose as the hashtag and everything. I mean, all of a sudden, they want to get all Latin. They they, they want to get all Latin. You you You've ignored this this area the for so long, and all of a sudden you want to half-ass your way into it. Ah, not buying it. I'm not buying it. But at the same time, just like the Quakes' performance on the pitch, that is also a major shift in their marketing. So you can't expect it to be perfect right now. So I'll give them a pass. Um, so, yeah, so that was the the big splashy signing of the offseason when Matias finally came in and the transfer window opened up. They went out and they signed four South American players. They signed a left back, which was, again, if you've been following the San Jose Earthquakes for any amount of time, you know, left back, I mean, there's definitely a lot of spaces that need help, but left back, there was no left back for years. Shea Salinas would do what he can back there, but that's not his natural position, and it was struggling. It was struggling. So they, they went out and they signed themselves a left back. And and yeah, so so yeah, it started with the left back. Then they went out and got a, a defensive midfielder in Just, Judson out of Brazil. They got themselves a a freaking a right right winger. What they got themselves a conservative. Now they, they got themselves a, a a playmaker in Christian Espinoza. And these also were not not big huge signings i know the san jose earthquakes fan base just is was not not too excited these these are um signings that move the needle too much if you can say but but dude the way mls is set up you you still don't need this huge world beating team yeah one now that concacaf champions league is starting to be taken more seriously you know now that bigger name coaches are coming in there there's going to need to be more more depth but for for now you don't need a freaking 15 million dollar a year team to go out there and compete you could do it w- with some with some good players some very some good players and and you just need to put them in positions to win and l- last year with Michael Stare I, I think everybody could agree that they were rarely rarely put in positions to win and when they were, they didn't have, seem to have the stamina they needed in order to, to really kind of seal the deal. And the players have mentioned it. The players mentioned it all the time. They, I mean, they're they professionals, you know. They they didn't come out and say sorry. They didn't know what he was doing, but they they said we you know we believed in the system. We tried it out. It just didn't work. We never we never lost faith in ourselves. But I think if you read between the lines, they're kind of saying, ah, we didn't, you know, the coach. <laughs> it was the manager. The manager couldn't freaking figure it out. We went out there, try to, to, you know, implement his strategy and the strategy straight up failed. And at some point, again, it's just like banging your head against the wall. It's just You just can't keep doing that, you know? So, so it didn't work out, you know? So the, the earthquakes are in disarray. You know, at the end of last season, they won four games out of 34 (laughs) games in a season. They won four games. It was statistically their worst year ever, their worst year since 1996 against there was a couple year, couple years of them down in Houston that there's no stats, but for all intents and purposes, this is an original 1996 team, and that was the worst season that they've, that they've had so so it, it you know it was a major project it was a major project and then the quake signed almeida people are like holy shit this dude is the savior he's going to change things immediately and i believe he has i believe he has you know a lot of the things that he that he has changed we don't get to see on saturdays you know like the, there's still six other days in the week that this team is working that is trying to do things, that's trying to make it happen. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people you not familiar too much with Almeida or not really familiar with international soccer, you just hear, wow, they, they got this big-name guy who comes from Argentina, obviously a soccer fanatical country, who just most recently coached for Chivas, who if you're from California, even if you don't speak Spanish, you know Chivas, man. So a lot of people, you know, you hear all this superficially and you're like, yeah, are we going to be competing for MLS Cup in 2019? Mm, But no, no, that that's not how it works. This is still, again, not very, not really high spending team. The roster is, is still weaker than a lot of MLS rosters. But like I just mentioned, you know, a couple minutes ago, that isn't a death nail, you know, that isn't, you're not. This isn't a fucking Premier League, you know? Like, you, we anybody can compete on any weekend in MLS. And the first two weekends of MLS, <laughs> the Quakes have not competed. The Quakes have done zero, zero, I mean, not zero competition, but, I mean, we've all been there. The Quakes, right now, as of this recording, they sit 12th place in the West. Again, only two games have have passed by but out of those two matches the Quakes have lost both they were both at home they've scored one goal while giving up five Eesh. so that that you know and there's already dude and I'm again I got plenty of podcast episodes to get into this with but there's already people trying to be funny and shit with the Almeida out and it, it's kind of sad because I feel some of that might be rooted in the fact that this is a Latin guy that doesn't speak Spanish, not saying it's straight up racism, but dude, there, I know there's people that have issues with opening up the stadium to a more Latin community. Anyway, I don't think a majority of Quakes fans are turning on Almeida because he's Latino or Argentinians, Latino, Hispanic, fuck. I'm supposed to know this. I, I'm Mexican, so I don't know. I'm a Chicano, a eh? Mexican American, um, but but yeah. So so the first two games did not go as as planned, but if if you think that this is the same team that only won four games last year, you're you're not watching this team. Matias is bringing uh, this man marking style that Matias Almeida uh, plays with. Is 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 really different than anything we've seen? I mean, hell, as Quakes fans, I don't think you know we probably have to go back all the way to Dom Kinnear before we can like, you know, the early Dom Kinnear to say that we, you know, this is a team with a d- definite plan every week, and it tries to execute that plan. That that wasn't it with Star Eight, dude. I questioned if Star Eight even watched film, dog. Like, it was it was bad. So this this new you know this new system that Almeida is implementing it's going to take a while it's going to take a while it would it would it would be difficult to to implement this style even if if it was a better roster and and again i it's hard for me to say that because i, I don't mean to disparage any of the Quakes players i absolutely love all y'all you guys do so much hard work but let's be real this isn't the strongest roster in the league and it's it's pretty neat, actually. There there's a a, a you know another thing that you can compare. And, and I'm I'm you know it's it's usually not smart, I guess, to compare yourself to others or your team to other teams. But it, you just look at Atlanta United, defending champs, kind of kind of caught the world's attention. You know, not just not just the American soccer landscape's attention, but it, they seem to catch the attention of of the world. With fake attendance numbers, but still, uh, but they they caught the attendance of the world. Their coach, Tata Marino, actually is the one that ended up taking the Mexican national team job. With which again Almeida was in in the running for it seemed like, and they went out and they got Frank De Boer, who's again, if you know soccer, man needs no introduction. And they've already they've played five games because they were in Concacaf Champions League because they won MLS last year, and they can't figure it out. It's it's they, they can't figure out their you know what they're trying to do, and it, it maybe you know again the I saw oh, damn it which article was it I want to shout out I forgot who it was but somebody mentioned Atlanta went out oh this had to have been extra time radio. Shout out to Extra Prime Radio. I think that's what they call it, the, the MLS podcast. Um, but they, they were saying that Atlanta went out and got DeBoer. They, DeBoer didn't say, hey, I want to come to this league. So he maybe not didn't have a plan for how this would work. You know, he's you, he, the American soccer system, as much as we're trying to normalize it and try to, to make it seem like what the international people do, we're always going to do our own thing. So, I mean, maybe he was just unfamiliar with the league. He thought he could just, you know, push the in and stuff would work. Um, but anyway, what, what I'm really trying to get at is that changing a system is hard work. Changing a system, it, it's, you to expect instant results I, I, I don't know you know is the team better so to, to those people that are upset that they're zero and two do you think they're better than last year do you think there is a game plan do you think the game plan is better every week now than last year i i seem to think so you know um Again, against Minnesota, it got kind of wacky. And all of a sudden, they just started launching the ball (laughs) into the box, hoping for something to happen, hoping for some of that Wando magic. But Wando's getting old. Minnesota is much better than when they first came in the league, and it just didn't work. And it it just didn't work. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's two games into the season. It's two games into the season. So y- 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 y'all gotta y'all gotta. Oh, dude! Speaking of that, oh, I'm glad I have my notes here. So we're we're two games into or two two matches into Almeida's tenure here in San Jose. The, his contract is for four years. He was on, on a show called Football Picante uh, in Mexico, and. They were pressing them and pressing them because they're saying, dude, Chivas is struggling. Chivas is struggling. You have that clause in your contract that you can leave. Would you leave if they come come asking? And I, made, I was pretty much like, yes, there is that clause in my contract, but that's, that's a clause of all modern contracts. You know, I'd be foolish to not have that in my contract as well. But then they kept pushing him for how long? How long is the deal? How long is the deal? And he finally said, it's a four-year deal. And he intends to stay here for all those four years. Of course, you know, life is life. You know, you you can't you can't predict it. But according to him, he's here for a four year contract. If I recall correctly, I believe it's two years guaranteed, and then there's a couple option years, maybe. I uh, I'm I'm not entirely sure. But but again, he. Is obviously seeing the long run. He realizes that this is a a multiple year project, and he's here. I don't know. He's here and he's committed. I'm I'm telling you. I, I've heard this guy talk several several times now in person, and he does not deviate from what he says. He doesn't say things just just because he thinks people want to hear them. He says things and he sticks with them and he keeps saying the same things over and over. It actually gets kind of frustrating because you're like, damn, bro, you're like a closed book, you know, because you just, you say what you say and you just keep saying it. But I guess what I'm trying to say is have faith, have faith. It's, it's, it's two games. Look, look, don't focus on the results. The results come later. This is a massive shift in the quakes thinking so when you when you're watching a match don't focus on the number of goals versus you know the quakes put versus the other team dude there's gonna be some blowouts there there's gonna be somebody's not gonna somebody's gonna be sleeping on the quakes with their man marking thing and and the quakes are gonna put up five against somebody at some point dude it's it's very, very difficult. I get it, dude. This is my seventh season as a season ticket holder, and going to I I drive a hundred miles per game, a hundred fucking miles per game to go watch the games. So I get it. I get it. It's frustrating. Asking for patience is is difficult. But what I'm what I'm saying is, look at the team on the pitch. Look at the matches. Are they prepared differently? Are they trying to execute differently, or is this the same Quakes that just dawdles around for 85 minutes and then wakes up for seven minutes, or comes and plays 25 minutes and then just sleeps the rest of the game? I, you know, if is that different? Is it? Or if it you believe it's still the same team, then then you know that there is an issue. But I I would I would highly highly Question it if, if if that's what you think. This is a much different team, I'm telling you. Well, on Saturday, you know, there's Almeida has another opportunity for his first points as an MLS manager, and he's going up against a, a, a familiar foe in New York Red Bulls. The Quakes finally leave Avaya, finally leave San Jose after the first two matches at home. They fly all the way across the country to New Jersey. Well, I'm, I don't know where they flew into, but the game's in New Jersey, even though it's New York Red Bulls. Um, and New York played on Tuesday. They just got knocked out of Kronka Koff Champions League in a embarrassing, embarrassing fashion. And so they had a 2,000-mile flight back home this week. Quakes had to fly out there as well. So, I mean, this whole travel fatigue, it looked like, we're on level. New York Red Bulls has only played one game. Again, the CONCACAF Champions League thing. They've played one MLS game. And so this is, I love this. game. This is a really good opportunity for the Quakes because, again, Almeida knows New York Red Bulls. Almeida has has beat them before using a similar strategy. And now he's going to try to use that strategy in San Jose with those players. I think it's going to teach him a lot about his squad, and it's also going to show us a lot about what the potential can be. It's again, like I'm saying, do not focus on the results. This is an away game against a better squad in New York. You know, it's going to be very difficult for the Quakes to to come out of there with some points, but but there is the opportunity to really see what his idea is you know and I, I I believe in him you know like i I've mentioned it before I, I definitely I believe that he can get it done I believe that he can figure it out oh look at that I got we got sporting Kansas City we've got the Champions League still going on right here in the background Kansas City with a goal I don't think that's gonna be enough but good effort MLS good effort you know We got shit all over. Now everyone's making fun of us, all the Liga and fans, but it's all good. It's all good. So anyway, this Saturday, ooh, 12.30, we got a nooner. We got ourselves a little noon action. That's okay because it's a 12.30 start time. You all have permission to start drinking before noon. It's okay. It's a a completely valid reason. So 12.30 uh, start time against New York Red Bulls. This is... This is going to be it's an opportunity again, an opportunity for for the Quakes to really show their show their the league that hey yeah we're probably not a playoff team we're definitely not an MLS Cup contending team but this is a whole different team when we get this together in the next couple of seasons this team is coming up. Um, Chris Armas I'm sure. Uh, Chris Armis, again, manager of New York Red Bulls, was an assistant when Jesse Marsh was there. Jesse Marsh, legendary New York Red Bulls coach. Again, Chris Armas took over for him. I'm sure, he wants to avenge that loss for his, you know, that CONCACAF loss for his uh, for his mentor there. I don't know if he was his mentor, but he, he they played, you know, they coached together for years. But anyway, I mean, check it out, y'all. Check it out. If you've never seen an MLS game, if you've never seen a Quakes game, this is this is a perfect opportunity right here. New York Red Bulls, pretty nationally known team, you know, a very good team. They have possibly the best player in MLS history ever, and Bradley Wright Phillips. Yeah, I fucking said it. I mean, it it sounds weird to say, but the dude came in here. He's just a fucking phenom in this league. But yeah, check it out, man. Check it out. Like like I said, I I really want more. Want to get involved more people in this league, in this team. Um, I'm not a, a very, you know, I love breaking down the games, but I, I'm, I'm, I don't am i know, tactics and all that stuff. Like, I understand them. I see it all, you know, building on the pitch, but it's not really interesting to me. That's just kind of boring. Plus, a lot of people already do it. I love it. People do some really, really great stuff out there. And, and yeah, Joel Soria and Robert Jonas, If you don't know those dudes if you don't follow them those just in those two dudes those dudes are the hardest working uh san jose earthquakes beat writers those dudes follow this team and they know more about this team than anybody so big shout out to those dudes who bust their ass uh y'all yeah you guys are are the ones that keeping people informed you know you guys are, are really torch bearers and i appreciate it from somebody you know that's that's I mean, I, I I never really wanted to be a journalist. I like writing. I like telling stories, but I I really love soccer. So, um, and I want to want to do it right. So I definitely always you know look up to those two, in in this area, they're they're really great writers, and they're only going to be producing much better stuff as the years go by. Hopefully, we can keep them around here for some for several years. But anyway, thanks again. That is uh episode I think this is like episode 90 at this point but this is episode number one for the last year or so this might be episode number one for most of you. Thanks again for listening. Uh, you know it was it was great fun. I, I love talking about this team I'm gonna I'm a keep try to keep doing this every week. Um, what I'm doing now is I'm doing a little kind of Jorge Ramos y su banda type thing. I want to get more people involved. Yeah, me talking on the mic by myself is cool, but I want to get other people involved. You know, other other Quakes fans, other, some of, you know, some buddies of mine that I've taken a games that I've converted to Quakes fans. Some other people that don't know about MLS and our soccer fans. We can we're gonna get them all. We're gonna get everybody's fucking opinion on here. If you want, if you want to get your opinion on here, at FWH Podcast Twitter and Instagram, slide into my DMs. Let me know what's up, and we'll set something up. Anyway, thanks for listening. Go Quakes. We'll catch y'all next time. Peace out.